Welcome to another episode of the show we like to call DNS. My name is Jomo Kinch, and as you know, I do this show with three guys, three other guys, and one lady. Emily, the camera lady, she's kind of preoccupied right now. And then sitting to my far right, returning from a sabbatical of music digging and um, learning more about himself and the whole beat-making and DJing experience. <laughs> DJ K. Rico. Good evening. What's up? Okay, Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Then sitting to my immediate left, we have uh, the one and only the Super legend. Duper Star. Yes, the legend as well. Oh, Wasabi Wilson. <laughs> Oh, yo. <laughs> and then there's uh, Pete Yapel, who's also kind of preoccupied right now. A.K.A. Pete Luch. Pete Luch? Luciano, Pete? man. Pete Luciano? We need yeah. one of those buttons to, like, to call in the audience. And everybody's just like, applaud and shit. Coming soon. <laughs> All right. Lord. As you know, this show is brought to you by Empire Pizza and Empire Guy, Empire Pizza. Great food, great staff offering you a slice you can't refuse. And Empire Guys Sports Auctioning Memorabilia, where you can win this wonderful UT helmet signed by Eric Berry. Eric Berry. Eric, Eric Berry. If you come into um Empire Pizza, and there's going to be a little box that you can sign up for. Um, I'm not sure how long this is going to last, but come and sign up for it, and then they'll do the drawing, and you can win it. And also, or you could lose it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never really want it, so you can't really lose it if you never really want it to. That's and then true. also, right. um, if you're ever at a half barrel on the strip on Cumberland Avenue here in Knoxville, they have an Alvin Kamara or a Pete Manning. I just got to figure out which one it is. We should ask Pete. Um, they have an Alvin Kamara or a, uh, or, or a Peyton Manning one there that you can also sign up and win for. So make sure you do that. All right. Um... If you want to listen to the show, because we're listening now, um, I think we just posted the Scoob and Bradsky Beats episode on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, um, also the DJ Wigs one. I should have put in the Women's Month ones up there, too. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so you want to catch us? We're there. If you want to follow us, we are on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all in the do's and Sayers. And then if you want to watch the podcast, I should say that when we were little. I was saying you can listen to the podcast. But if you want to watch the podcast, you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, YouTube. YouTube, <laughs> doers and sayers. No. All right. Enough YouTube of the small talk. The next way. Yeah. Enough of the small talk. The man sitting to my immediate right. Yeah. Oh, looking like you're like, Heather, who me? <laughs> like, that's you. That's um, <laughs> Yo, dope, dope, dope producer. Uh, The man behind... uh. Seasonal depressions and um, what better off daydreaming and some other stuff, and the head honcho. Of the are you the Diddy of uh, of Forever Recordings? I am actually the uh, I guess CEO or okay. the starter. Uh-huh. The, 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 the all right, man. yeah. Man. All right, sorry. Drum roll over. Uh, Kami <laughs> Astro. Yeah. Did I say that right? Kami Astro? Yeah, yeah, it's Kami Astro. Uh, long name, King Kami Astro, but Kami Astro. Astro also, is 
so so it's a Dragon Ball Z reference. That goes there goes the first question. <clears throat> but yeah, Pretty let's close. go. Yeah. Close. Oh, that but how did the, how did the name how did the name come about? Man, so um, since I started music production, I always since in my days in Chicago, everybody always called me Astro, and I felt though as if when I moved out here, I had to take up a new persona, mm. and you know, get myself ready to tackle on a whole new industry and a whole new city. So um, I wanted to put something a little bit more into my name, and uh, I got the name Kami because I'm a really big anime buff. Now, I, I, Dragon Ball Z, of course, you know, everybody does yeah. that shit. Um, but with that being said, in Japanese culture, I looked up the word Kami, uh, K-A-M-I, or Okami, which is the uh, word for great deity or God, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So let's um, put it in front of my name. So uh, Kami Astro. Um, and yeah, that's how it came to be. So <laughs> alright, so it's Astro first, right? Yeah. Astro yeah. like what's Astro mean? Like, yeah, like 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 spacey yeah. like yeah, type space, of like, I think like galactic, like you know what I mean? Universe or all that kinda like very large like Yeah, so but that wasn't enough. No, no, that never enough, so man. You had to you add know. Kami, which is like <laughs> godly <laughs> deity. Yeah. Right, exactly. But that wasn't enough. No, nah, no. Nah. You had to add king. Had to be. Yo, I, you might be the greatest of all time. Yo. <laughs> I mean, before time. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, no, no. Let me. Just, uh, I don't want to stroke my ego too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my ego's lush. Um, but yeah, man, it's kind of funny you said that because actually one of my friends. Uh, when I started back in high school, I was making like these super like spacey type beats and mm. shit like that. And um, and at, around that time, that's when like that Astro Boy um, animated movie came out, and she knew oh, I was yeah. really big to anime, so that's what she used to always like nickname me. And it kind of caught on in high school, and I embodied the name and shit. Mm. So pretty much. Oh. See now, Astro Boy is one of those. It was like yeah, that movie came out, but the Astro Boy existed way before that movie, and it was like a like a oh, like yeah. a. It was like, man, it was like, gosh, I didn't, like, I remember seeing old episodes of it when I was watching, like, Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. Yeah, yeah man, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really fuck with the original uh, Astro because it was, it was a lot more of a tragic background than, like, the newer film kind of made it seem. Right. Yeah, because it was just like, you know, this boy gets killed. Sad story. Damn, <laughs> then he thoughts gets, like that? Yeah, then his, yeah, like, that. that's very... Pretty much. I mean, of course, they introduced him. He's playing around and shit like that. He dies somehow. And the professor, besides his dad, gets obsessed with, like, bringing this kid back to life and makes this robot that he then goes on to resent as well, too. Cause oh, it's, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, damn. <laughs> he has to be run back. But, like, uh, yeah, man, the... the the manga, the you know the visual, se- the original series, it was really dope, man. Um, I I was really big into like you know, an entirely different culture as far as in just how we perceive just visual stimulations. <laughs> okay. All so right. when did the original Astro Boy come? I'm trying to look it up right now. I don't even know, man. I want to say like I want to say it was like because I remember it being in black and white. So I'm yeah, it's probably like, like the 50s, 60s. Yeah, because he's like, like kind of like the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, because he had like the Pac-Man eyes, right? With the little yeah, yeah. That you know they do eyes a little different, man. They giant eyes. Well, not that too different, I guess. So you you find some like resemblance even in American cartoons as well, too. Right, but like yeah. huge eyes, of course, big ass head. <laughs> um, right. You know, uh, really jazzy music or whatever going on in the background, or sometimes mm. they like some electronic type of deal. Yeah. But. 
Yeah. No, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I love to hear uh, name origin stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a big nerd, man. I'm not even ashamed to like even admit it. Anybody right who's place. Even, huh? You're in the right place. Oh, good, good, man. I'm yeah. glad people were like, <laughs> we're the big oh, nerd squad. Like, yeah, because this is especially in music, because everybody just think you're only as a musician, always interested in just talking about music. Like, honestly, man, if it was in my ability, I would have my own anime out and I'll watch it. Oh, really? What would your anime be about? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I'm not in it. That's because my mind would just go 101 different places about it. Uh, I just I'm a, just a big fan of the art. I mean, I love tragic anime, horror anime, action, all mm. that stuff. So, yeah. It's yeah. a heavy dude. Yeah. What would be considered a tragic anime? Man, um, one of these ones. Well, it's it's kind of say for instance. Um, one of these sick ones I was just actually watching is called Inuyakashi. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> if you have a soft stomach. If you're into, like, fucked up stuff, then, yeah, definitely watch it. It's called Inuyakashi. And it's basically about this uh, these two people showing, like, two different parallels if they were given, like, great power. So it was this one old man um, and this one teenager. Of course, this old man had, like, kind of a hard life because he aged a lot faster. I think he was, like... Actually, he wasn't even really old. He was like 40-something or 50 years old. But he just looked like he was 80. Mm. And everybody treated him old and decrepit. His, fam- his family didn't even like him. And then there was this one kid who was like a, a, a prodigy son. Well, a, a, honestly, a kind of a prodigy son, but also a bastard child of a popular uh, animator. Animator. So um, anyways, they were both given this power and stuff. And, of course, the kid, of course, turned horrible started like mm. whacking people or whatever oh. um yeah just walked in his house one day and like killed the entire family and they showed mm. it like even a four-year-old's death man like they don't hold no punches when anime wow. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't they no really punches. don't it was kind of a hard thing yeah. to watch definitely a hard thing to watch but you know the story set up pretty well yeah okay uh, I, i'm I'm very light on the anime experience. <laughs> Me too. But, um, like, I guess if I'm trying to recall from my limited idea of what tragic anime would be, like, I would think Akira might fit in, in that. I could say that. I could say that. Akira, I'm going Uh-oh. to get flagged for this. Akira's no, only no, tragic not. because it was made without a, big, a proper budget. <laughs> oh, oh. oh wow. uh, I know. Uh, yeah, so I know. That off. He just got that off. Yeah, uh, the internet's gonna be set on fire. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I loved it. Like the the animation was really dope, but you can tell. Like the thing about anime is that they, it's really hard for them to get the budget. Is if they spend a lot of money on the animation, which makes it look visually amazing, mm. they cut short or cut ins on the actual storyboard. Yeah. That's kind of what happened with Akira. Like they had really graphic scenes, really dope animation, beautiful colors. Mm. But I don't know. You like you blink and like the movie was ending before you know it. And it Ooh. was just like a lot of things just left up. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> it was I like, like it. wait, I could dig it, it. It was like it was like for me, um, like like not to get off the subject of anime, I don't want to, but it's like the thing for me, like something like that would be like Watchmen. The movie Watchmen, that was like, yeah. like, like, like people say, if you read the comic, it was great. And that, when I watched, because I never heard of Watchmen before the, watching the movie, I just thought that they're like, what did I just watch? What, what just happened? <laughs> That's what I thought yeah. with the kid was like, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. Right like what, what are we choosing again? Like, huh? Wait, what? Okay. All right. All right. So, um, your uh, most tragic anime death. 
Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Most tragic anime death. Well, I'm trying not to spoil it for people who have not seen it. I would say uh, Akamika Kill. That was really uh, horrible because like you you follow this protagonist and you think that he's like the center of the story and all of his homies are the center of the story. Right. And you think this is like, oh yeah, it's a happy go lucky adventure story or whatever, but um then just the whole team gets killed pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. everybody, you know, cats, dogs, mamas, grandmamas, <laughs> like everybody just dies. And there's just one person who was kinda like the side story or whatever. Okay. Honestly. That's the one who lasted. Damn it, man. That huh. and uh, Iron Blooded Orifice, Orga. Now, what I love about like anime is that they make black people look so fucking cool. Like, so cool. <laughs> 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 hairstyles, just we, they, they make us seem like super like uh, musically inclined and hip and everything, which is cool. I mean, yeah, you know, that's pretty much the generalization of our culture, but. Um, yeah, basically, uh, one of the, the head honchos in that show, uh, Orga, he gets literally shot. Like, oh, nine wow. Times. He, he wow. had a real gangster death. Like, mm, damn. <laughs> damn. Like, shot nine times and still just took that shit. He died, though. He, you know, he, but, okay. We even get shot up in the animated movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Anime>. <laughs> he just took that shit. Just don't stop. Yeah, he blasted black back to, you know, shot him back. So it, it was it was cold-blooded. It was on some, like, you know... It, it was on some um, Scarface type of deals. Okay. But yeah. Mine goes to, and I might, I don't care. Mine goes to Kamina and Gurren Lagan. <sighs> that was my that boy. That hard. was my boy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> you that know, because, like, like, I mean, like, like Kamina was, like, I remember, like, I used to, like, back on my Facebook page, I used to, like, add a picture of Kamina, like, and that would be, like, my profile pic. And you're like, who's that? It's like, Kamina? Kamina's like the greatest character in anime to me at the time. Like, yo, this dude is awesome. He's like, yo, his his saying was, believe, don't believe in you, believe in me like I believe in you. Man, that speaks volumes to me. And uh, like, the reason why it hits so hard is because like the brother dynamic between him and, I forgot. Simon? Name. Simon. Uh, and um, the the dynamic between them honestly reminded me a lot of me and my older brother who's actually passed away as well mm. too. Okay. So you watch the show. He makes his grand entrance. He's, uh, and it starts off with the silhouette of who you think is coming up, but it actually is Simone, of course. Yeah. For those who have not watched it, um, I've just spoiled the shit out of it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Don't blame me. He said it first, but. Yeah. Um, and, Watch you know, it still. Oh, yeah. Fuck spoilers. And then, you know, you introduce your, they introduce Kamina. He's full of, like, masculine energies, like, right. the alpha. He's, like, super, right, yeah. like, he didn't himself have the ability to, you know, uh, I guess overcome a lot of the things that he was going through. But he had yeah. the ability to motivate people mm-hmm. to not only get him to the next level, but to help them get to the next level. Right, yeah. And that honestly kind of defined the uh, the relationship between me and my brother as well, too. He personally himself didn't make music himself. I, you know, he'll hop on a track, give a quick 16 or whatever. But um, overall, he wasn't centered within just music and, you know, focus on that. But he definitely helped cultivate me and a couple other my running mates at the time when I started with Chicago to really get us to that next level understand professionalism mm-hmm. when it comes to music business he had the gift of gap so like 
anybody we sat down to, he was there to make sure that, you know, we negotiate the best terms. So honestly, man, um, yeah, that, that hits hard because, you know, having that older brother yeah, who, you know, uh, it, who believes in you even when you doubt yourself. like Right, yeah. Out. Yeah, I think I think the like <laughs> that first episode, I think it was the first episode where we're getting introduced to Karina and you know he gets in trouble and you know I think the other guy snitched on him and he was like, Don't you guys call me your brother? <laughs> like Simon's my only brother, he ain't dude, he ain't telling me nothing. Like don't don't y'all call me like that that just set the tone where it's like for me with him. Now, Chicago. Whereabouts in Chicago? Uh so my OG, my mom's um of course had a crib, 87th and Carter's Grove, 89th place. To south, side. Side. south side. South mm. side. East side, really, if you want to be a stickler, but south yeah. side. Really? Dude? on the south side as okay. well, 293rd. Mm. Yeah, like, say, for instance, if you, like, on a nine, like, you know where my pops live, um, that's more so centered towards south and everything, like, you know, off of, like, Vincennes and shit. But, okay. Um, but you can also call where I live as well, too. My OG was at as well. Mm. You call that the South Side because it's south of downtown. Anything south of downtown is pretty much South Side. Okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah, yeah um, it, that grew up there. Um, pretty much all of my childhood or whatever moved out to like the South Suburbs, like in high school. Um, that's where I got a lot of um, knowledge as far as in diversity. Of course, growing up on the South Side, you're surrounded by black people. You're right. Uh, and not to mention the school I went to as well too. The, you know, it's nothing but black teachers, uh, black mamas out there showing love to their black kids and mm. everything. And uh, and I was super blessed to have that kind of experience that you know, a lot of places don't get to have is you know to grow up comfortable and knowledgeable mm. about your culture. Like right. you know, my after school programs uh, was at the. Southside Black Cultural Center. So, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, they taught us about African art and, you know, music. And, you know, I got to really appreciate where I'm from, where my people was from. And then when I moved out to high school, uh, when I moved out to the suburbs on high school, totally fucking different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a lot more diversity, I would say, you know, uh, of course. And, you know, a lot. A lot of different uh, things I experienced with my teachers, of course. Yeah. You know, who also, you know, white and, you know, wasn't really used to black culture, nor really taught it in school. So, uh, but it definitely opened my eyes to different experiences and different people and made me a lot more adaptable. Yeah, that's big. So. And I All think right. that's dope just to p- that you painted that picture because, you know, um, in general, there's not, you don't hear a lot of people talking about. Uh, or giving examples of those type of communities that's fully like, um, what's the word, like, it's full. You know what I mean? Like you said, there's, there's uh, like, recreation centers or whatever. Uh, there's, you got teachers, you got families, mothers, you know, community, a whole community yeah. that's doing well and kind of everybody's kind of contributing to the prosperity of the youth coming up in that community and that community is all black. A lot of times when you hear that, it's, they try to put a, a different narrative on it, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to Chicago. So I think it's dope that you was able to paint that picture. Yeah, man, uh, the thing about, see this is a misconception about Chicago, is that especially on the South Side, you know, it's heavily black uh, populated neighborhoods, it's that like, 
in the culture, black people themselves are trying to, you know, thrive amongst disparity. Mm. You know, there's a lack of, you know, proper education in a lot mm. of these public schools that they're on, you know, the south side of um, Chicago, which is always being attacked by politicians right. to lower the budget. Even right. these kids have to wear, like, coats to school because they don't have proper HVAC units that right. can be maintained so they can have a comfortable work environment. Right. Mm. And, um, you know, the lack of career opportunities and stuff like that, but even still, you know, we... we we did things like fundraisers, block club parties, and Do you know, just looking you out for each other. Like yeah. you know, my mom's knew the whole block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, she knew who to stay away from, how far I can go, where I can go, right. where the case may be. You know, everybody was it, it was a village within itself. I mean, even in a big city, you can know you know people to help you out to you know make sure that you know you grow up knowledgeable, uh, prideful and also cultivated. I mean, mm. understanding, you know, that music was a big part of like everything that was brought together in Chicago. House music parties, yeah. you know, like I said, bar club parties, church events, or whatever the case may be, you know. They focus on bringing the community together, whether it's for school supplies for kids and stuff. Right. So, I mean, what's going on in Chicago is honestly just the many factors of what we're ignoring is addressing the issue of career opportunities, education, mm. and you Lack know, of uh, resources. Quicker, yeah, and, and honestly, brutal police um, forcing mm. as well too. Right. In, you know, um, Chicago. You, some places in, in Chicago on the South Side, you literally have a police car on every single corner, mm. and you you see that for miles. And we'll we'll fund millions of dollars into policing these neighborhoods, but nothing to do any corrective action for right. these neighborhoods. Right. So. Nah, I, I, I get it, I, and I'm glad you was you elaborated more on that. Um, that like to go deeper into that would be a whole other podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I and I'm down for that too, <laughs> but probably not tonight. <laughs> nah, you know nah, nah. Hey, honestly, that's my mama talking to me. Uh, uh, she she was uh, super big into, you know, uh, organizing and speaking up and being yeah. knowledgeable as far as in community and uh, what's going on and how to protect yourselves and, you know, also speak up when you have the voice to, you know, yeah. to finally speak 100%. up on things. So. 100%. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, you know, I got to do this now. All right, okay. so, first, I got, I got, um, what, one, two, it'll be three Chicago questions, okay? Okay. All right, first question. Well, the first, the first question is a two-parter. Do you eat at Harold's Chicken and which one? <sighs> Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I grew up off the one off of, uh, it's right off of 87th and Dan Ryan, but uh, of course, okay. 93rd, it's a little ass heroes off of 93rd and uh, Ashland. Okay, mm. I think um, that's what I want to. And yeah, that that is, is right next to my pop's favorite bar, it's called Gills. You know, you, you go right next door, get hooked up on whatever drinks you want. Hey. <laughs> okay, go cool. next door, get you a six-piece wing with lemon pepper, mild sauce, hey. and fries, and you good. You, 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 yeah, yeah, that sounds like I would be good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. Sure. Honestly, it, if you haven't experienced Harold's, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are <laughs> I've you I've experienced Harold's. Thank yes. you. I've, I've been to Harold's. That's why I had to ask. It's like, wait, there's three in this over here? Because, like, I only know, because, like I said, um, we had Strack on. Strack is also from Chicago, from the South Side, I believe. Yeah. And um, we was talking about it. I was like, you know, when I went to Chicago, 
All I had was common sense is resurrection. And I'm telling my homeboys, yo, you got to take me to all these spots that he's talking about. I need to see Cottage Grove. I need to see Stony. I need to be on the be um over here. I need to see where 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 um what is it? Comerica Park now? No, uh, where 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 do the stocks play now? US Cellular? Uh, it used to be US Cellular. I think it's like Grand. Uh, it's it's named after Bangers and shit like that. Um, all right, I need to see where the stocks play. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're on the south side. <laughs> I need to be everywhere. Like. I need to be all these spots. And he's like, Joe, some of these spots don't even exist anymore, man. Mm. He's like, I don't care. You got to take me there anyway. I got to see it. <laughs> so he, so we, so he's taking me, driving me up and down Stony. He's taking me out over there by College Grove. I think we saw the, like, like the little, um, the, the, um, the package market, the beer packing spot over there on, on um, Cottage. It was like, yo, this is great. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my trip. So when I go back to Chicago, it's like, yeah, I'm going to be doing that again. Oh man! And anytime you want to come out and experience, because uh, uh, everybody, like, depending on what side of Chicago you live on, can give yeah. you a different experience, man. It, it's the thing is about Chicago is that like it's such an immersive city, man. You can find yeah. little pockets where it's a totally different universe, mm. man. And you know, it's totally different foods. Fashion. I mean, the, the West Side is definitely different from the South Side. Yeah. <laughs> so there's so many different. He things, wasn't going to take me to the South Side. So I yeah, mean, the, the West Side. He was gonna, he's like, we're not going to the West Side. Like, oh, oh man, right. that's a different world, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah that's where that's world. where good times was 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 free space out. It was the yeah, West Side of Chicago. Man, okay. uh, and not a lot of good times is going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right now, dog. But you know, I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But, no uh, doubt. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. And then my other question is um. Best spots to get sausage links and deep dish pizza. Fuck. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of deep dish pizza. Now everybody thinks that like deep dish pizza itself is like the like the pinnacle of Chicago pizza. Like, nah, man. They okay. Do, we do flatbread pizza mm. a lot better. Like, okay. You go to these little spots around or whatever, you'll find a little, you know, a little little mom and pop shop. Make mm. fire pieces or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to do deep dish, it's all going to taste the same if you get it from Giordano. All right. So then, where, so then, where's the best place to get flat flatbread pizza that for you? Man, I'm 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 kind of conflicted myself, man, because you know it depends on what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, it, it definitely depends on what day it is. I couldn't honestly say off the top of my head though. But if you're looking for a good uh, sausage link or Philly cheesesteak. Uh, go to Peril Bros. Now that's not on. The, that's not in Chicago itself. It's in the Madison area. Okay. Living in the South Suburbs, but they will hook you up. Uh, they will. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it's, hey. it's bogus though. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Dog. All right. Take a trip, man. Oh. So um. So do you are you a fan of the TV show The Shy? Or what do you what do you feel like is is the is the best TV show that represents The Shy for you? I mean, the the Shy definitely. Uh, I definitely am a big fan of it, and I think that as far as in television, that's probably the closest you're going to get into like real life like representation because everybody's story is different, and a lot more complex. Right. Yeah. What a te- television can actually show you, but uh, I'm definitely a big fan of the show, man. The actors do a really good job. The the directors of the show really try to keep the integrity of and the sensitivity of what's going on in Chicago and be understanding mm. people's situations. They're not right. Just like, Proposing a bunch of stereotypes. Of course, you know you got those head-ass little moments into the story. That's just yeah, to yeah, make yeah. up the show or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta like, do it. You, you gotta do it. But um, overall, like they do a really good job to showing like you know what's going on in Chicago as far as in you know um, 
violence and crime and also just people just trying to live a better life and elevate themselves and still mm. remain positive. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a show to watch. Um, and honestly, like I said, as far as on TV, that's about as close as you'll get about Chicago. Mm. All right. So if we were to... um. Thank you for, for helping us with that, because you know I always be having questions about the city. <laughs> Got to make sure that people know. But um, let's get to the music. Um, do you still own the first beat you ever made? Do you still have the first beat you ever made? Wow. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, I still. Ha- I still have it. Nobody will ever probably hear it unless you you dig. Like uh, <laughs> you might be able to hear it or whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it it feels like a lifetime ago, and actually, the first like big debut beat I ever made was actually from a uh, Chicago artist that's popping now. I remember it was called Babylon from Jane Doe. If you ever heard of her before? Yes, I heard. Yeah. D A U X. D E A U X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. You worked you worked with her? So I. That would be like going on to a whole like that that okay. that would be a little bit of a stretch. I sent her a beat and she okay. rapped, uh, she did her thing on it. She rapped. Oh, on that's it. what's up. And you know it it was dope. I mean at that time I was probably about like what fifteen, mm. 15, 16 years old. Okay. Uh, a lot of the cool thing about Chicago is that a lot of these people who are coming up now and you know uh, really popping off. Uh, have been working with each other for a very long time across yeah. paths. I mean, a huge city. But still very close knit. Everybody knows each other. Mm. Everybody at least, you know, heard of each other's music, you know, been to the same open mic or whatever, shared girlfriends with each other. Oh, whoa. I go. Right. I just But like no, man, that. I, I didn't get into all of that. But like, um, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's amazing to see, you know, even just people that I just crossed paths with or, you know, sent beats to or just, you know, heard of or seen perform are now top charting. Wow, and yeah. It, that's a beautiful thing, and that's what I'm really excited about in this Knoxville is because now you're seeing that that elevation is, as far as in people are, are getting a lot more passionate about their music, a lot more uh, in-depth into music business and yeah. learning how to market themselves and get to that next left in, uh, step where they're cultivating their talent in which they can really break out into what the city is preparing itself for, is, which is a major breakthrough. Mm. I think it's dope that you say that because it's not always easy to see. You know what I mean? Um, and I think you really have to be entrenched in it and really on the path yourself to notice the small kind of like shifts mm-hmm. that the scene is making. You know what I mean? Because I think people who may not necessarily be paying close attention to it may not notice that there are like developments there are you know what i mean there are Mm. steps being taken and um i I, because i agree with you i do think that people are marketing themselves better i do think that people are taking their craft more serious and they're not huge jumps but they're necessary progressions that are happening um and so I'm glad you pointed that out. Exactly, man. It, it's it's a step. It's, it's step by step, you know. And that's a beautiful thing about, like, I guess kind of like what my experience was in Chicago is that, like, I got to, I started off in the music scene at a very, very young age because the people I, I was making music with at the time were 
at least four or five, six years older than me. Mm. Um, so they're a lot more savvy, a lot more, you know, as far as in, into making music, being, you know, having an extensive background into music and also how into marketing. Their parents were probably into music as well, too. And so I got a lot, I, I got a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of vision into the future as far as in how people start off mm. the steps that it took to get like where they were and where they can be if they take it serious especially when you're talking about a city that's growing within itself yeah. like Knoxville it, like I said the entire city every artist everybody who's involved you know uh, photographers videographers DJs promoters everybody is doing their thing right now. Mm. And right now, it, every, I know everybody can feel like it's right at the edge of mm. a, a really big breakthrough to like really set the city off. Like, it, it, Knoxville is going to be known. Mm. I can guarantee that. Yeah. So, um, how did you meet DJ Tie-Dye? Man, uh, so when I first moved down here, actually it was through one of my friends I went to high school with. Uh, she told me a lot about the city, and of course, I was at this time visiting already. And when I came down here, uh, I got quickly involved with a lot of the music scene, what was going on in um, uh, UT. And of course, Ty was going to UT at the time, mm -hmm. and she was introduced to me by one of her, uh, by our mutual friend. And she put me on to, you know, events that was going on, like Study Break Cyphers. Uh, that was heavily involved into UT and helping UT artists take off and stuff. So I got up with Ty and um, she she told me about her music and I was really interested. She was super passionate and everything. She played it to me. I immediately had to work with her. Like I was, at this time, like when I first moved out here, I was just excited to work with any and everybody. Um, and she was mad talented. So we quickly made a song with each other. Ever since then, that's been my homie. Like she, she puts me on to a lot of cool uh, artists. And she actually was the one who introduced me to uh, Mia, actually. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mia said the same thing. Like, yeah, Todd, I told me, like, so you know. Oh, go ahead. Can I just, like, point out the elephant in the room that you seem to have dope musical connection with female artists? <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, you said it started with Jean Doe, right? Uh, or Jane Doe. Jane Doe. Yeah, and I mean. I'm sure there's. Yeah, yeah and there. don't get me wrong, like, I've worked with a lot of male artists as well, yeah. too, but uh, I, I definitely think that women in music, especially black women in music, a lot of the times, if you listen to what they're saying, is that a lot of. People in music don't take them serious enough mm. and don't really understand their talents or try to use them to market something. Right. And when you actually cultivate an artist and really try to put energy into them, and that's what any artist, but uh, yeah. especially an artist that's being ignored, and you can you you can take away whatever your biases is and really know like this this person has a lot of raw talent and right. you can really help them out and be a catalyst to their career. It can make something amazing. So. Um, at the time when I first started off, I, j I just was excited to make music. Yeah. But now, like you know, I I understand the how essential it is to collaborate, how essential it is to not be afraid to think outside the box right. when you're talking about you know who you want to work with, how you want to work with them, and allow them the space to you know show their own art as well right. too. Um, 
And with Mia, it was just that, I mean, when I when I was introduced to her, she was just super excited. She didn't know what the hell she wanted to do. She yeah. didn't production, singing, or rapping. And I was just like, hey, do it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to do it, I'm here for you. Um, um, and, and uh, you know, I, I quickly took on collaborating with her. We made one song, and ever since then, we just noticed how easy our workflow was with each other. And it, yeah. it was just history with that. And that's with me with any artist. Um, as well too. Anybody who's really serious about what they want to do, if I if I hit them up or they hit me up, like yo, let's work work together, right. and then I see we can work with each other, I'm gonna be on your ass about it because right, right, I, right. I, that that's essential. Like collaboration and having that positive workflow with somebody, you make some classy things. That's that's what makes legends. Right. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree, dude. Um. Do you find that there are any noticeable differences between working with women artists and men artists or male artists and female artists? And if so, what would you say those are? Man, um, honestly, I, I, w I wouldn't say there's a big difference. When you take out, like I said, when you take out the factors like myself, of whatever your bias may be or whatever the status quo may be on how you think somebody should be marketed or somebody mm -hmm. should be worked with is really no difference as far as handling business i mean there's going to be some sensitive points when you got to have those serious conversations mm -hmm. as far as in the, the path that you guys think you should work with the on each other or it's going to be an easy workflow with each other if you guys can get along and right I, honestly with male artists and female artists honestly i can honestly tell no difference they if you're passionate about your music that's the difference right that that's what really sets it off people like ty she doesn't play around with her music she you know she understands what she wants to do like say for instance when i first met ty she didn't know how to play bass she plays bass in the band now yeah. because she, yeah. she wanted to learn how to the play time. bass and really cultivated spent the time to that's do that dope. and there's other male artists i can say vice versa too and but there's people who play around, who you know aren't really serious or don't really want to take that next step to keep evolving their art and growing with their art, and that's 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 the only difference I can see with a musician is people who are serious about their art and trying to take it to the next step, and people who honestly just don't want to admit that it's a hobby. So. Right, right. Yeah, word, <laughs> right. true. Real, real. <laughs> Rico. Anything you want to add? Uh, what are some like the favorite albums that like have inspired you? Oh boy! Like, as a producer. Uh, yeah, so I would say I'm, a, I'm just going a little span. Daft Punk, Stereo Lab, Nerd, Lupe, Common, Kanye. <laughs> of course, he was waiting for that. Question. <laughs> <laughs> he had those on cap. Yeah, like yeah. right off back, like. Um, they this ask me this question, I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> like, I, but that's the thing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really straightforward with the type of music I listen to. Uh, you know, of course, uh, I have kind of an ear for things I enjoy. And I have an ear for things that I'm trying to get work done with. You know, of mm. course, I, I'm really into expanding my music taste into other genres or different things to to involve myself with, you know, sampling or trying to learn different things as far as when I'm branching out into more of like my funkier or rock punk stuff mm. or whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, of course, sideline to more of like my 
house music type electronic type of stuff as well right. too um but those those artists per se help me cultivate the musician i am right now and to be particular about nerd i'll say chat hugo that man he he got it together when it comes to production <laughs> i will say um stereo lab really dope french disco band if you okay. haven't heard of her or heard of them i should say you probably heard of them if you listen to like um tyler creator um i think they've the lead singer Latitia Latita Sadir, I, I don't know how to say her real name, but she actually featured on his Wolf album uh, on one song. I can't remember what song it was. It was a uh, Campfire. Mm, okay. Yeah, she she was the female vocal. I gotta check that out. I'm out again. Yeah, they're they're really dope. They're a really dope band. Um, go into it with an open mind. <laughs> like, uh, of course, it's a different music and a totally different uh, part of the world as well too. Uh, but everything is original. Uh, the producer is amazing as well, too. Really different um, s- ways that they use synthesizers. And it, it's a really dope band to really peep yourself into to get into more, uh, I guess, funky electronic music. Like, they, they're, yeah. Mm. L- yeah. Listen, listen to them. <laughs> I, li- I like that explanation. I gotta give you kudos for that one synth that you had on that um song off Mia's. I think it was on season Check and that fine, okay, cool, whatever. Like that oh, synthesized fine. song is like, yo, <laughs> that's on some that like man, like 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 that song just like I can listen to that song like all day if I want if if I if I choose to. Yeah. Like like that like like I think that's one of the songs that um you know where I can see like you got that I can see like you know different things because it's like you have one song I can't remember which one it is where the drums put me in the mindset of like the thing from the Powerpuff Girls if you've ever watched Powerpuff Girls it's like there's like there's like real up to <laughs> oh pressed yeah I'm thinking I'm thinking you're talking about pressed okay okay but yeah and it's like it's like the drums like 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 I just like when I plus when I seen you like do like, yourself live it's like Okay, I I get it. It's like man, he, he's he's very, I I could it's like you could tell the diversity, in in your music preferences when it comes to your beat making because it feels like you got a little bit of this in there, got a little of this in there. You hear the jazz, you hear the funk, you hear the all, all types of stuff. It's like it's like um, I don't know, Miles Davis meets Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> oh, and I, uh, damn! Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, way to set the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Honestly, I will say um, I I've had a very uh, colorful background as far as in uh, my music career, my music journey. I should say um, I got to experience a lot of different music. As far, I was worked at Guitar Center for some time, so I had a bunch of homies who were into nice like metal and like rock and everything, and of course. Um, uh, one of the guitar I worked at, it was on the south side. So, uh, of course, everybody, all the Chicago house music DJs used to come there, pick up their equipment and everything. So I got into a lot of the house music stuff, not to mention, you know, I was just into them already. And um, when I moved out here, I really got to, like, branch out as an artist because in Chicago, I was mainly hip-hop rap. Like, yeah. it, that. that's pretty much your career path as far as a musician, especially a black musician in Chicago, who's trying to branch out, it's not really an option for you. It's, yeah. You can't really like 
if you're a hip hop artist or a hip hop producer, more likely you're staying into hip hop or you know genres that are relative to. Yeah. But like out here, everybody has an open mind and really into experimental music, and the the standard hasn't been set yet. So I was able mm. to when I came out here, you know, of course I'm always gonna show love to hip hop, of course. But um, I got to collaborate with a bunch of different bands. Um, uh, guitar players, drummers, and everything, and it really helped me expand my production because now I get to understand how essential, you know, live instrumentation is to a music set. That's why I try to perform with every last single one of our artists um, because you can't replace that, right. that live vibe. Right. You know, it, that that change up, those breaks, those bridges, those he are really is old moments. school. He said it earlier. <laughs> he felt like he from back then that's a very you know back then kind of like approach I mean, to performance you know what i mean yeah that's what the legends did man um they it, because that's the thing about music technology it's a gift and a curse and th because we we sometimes get lazy as artists especially as producers sitting in front of a computer making computer beats mm. and emailing your artists and that's it and y'all got a song out right yeah but anybody who's worked with me know that like hey if i want to collaborate with you i hit you up come through the, come through the stew i'm gonna set you up make a beat from scratch for you that's tailored to you three-piece suit you up yeah. <laughs> get your sex <laughs> size <laughs> and we're gonna make something classic and then once we you know try to debut those songs yeah. you know we, we we make it classic like the temptations did like michael jackson did yeah. you know they have bands with them and that's what really yeah we sometimes especially as hip-hop and rap artists we we forget crowd participation mm. and their total experience like it's cool to have your beat playing in the background it's cool to rap over your own lyrics and everything but yeah. what makes yourself like signature like your music signature is the experience you can give your audience recorded in live mm. and honestly that's Absolutely. what i try to do you know um and so i'm so hands-on with any artist that I, I i work with yeah anybody who's worked with me out here knows that like i don't i don't do that email like yeah. i don't Oh yeah, I want to work with you. Come through. If not, I'm not going to email you first off because I'm too lazy. <laughs> like, just that's really the biggest factor. And second off, right. it's just it's, so many things get left up in the air because it's like, okay, well, I want you to change this up or make a breakthrough on this and blah blah blah. And at that point, you get lazy and yeah. you're content with how a song is done, and you just drop it. And right. Yeah. Actually, you no, know, it's just one of those songs that don't have a shelf life of one to two years. Mm. Or mm. I would definitely like to take this time to say church, <laughs> preach, tabernacle. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> yo, that's that's all facts, man, and that and that's definitely something that you know. Um, me and even Pete on the show a lot of times we kind of bring up is, you know, that performance aspect and just like in general, just the, just the attitude and the intention to create something whole, you know what I mean? And, and not taking any shortcuts, you know what I mean? Because it really shows up in the music. And I think that's a big reason why more and more a lot of the, uh, star artists i gotta do this because they usually not really artists yeah they be stars 
but they don't really be artists. They get this, <laughs> you know I mean? but they get their popularity off of their personality, exactly. off of their charisma. It's not off of their art at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm, their exactly. art is like the sellable commodity for your appreciation for their personality. Like, okay, it might as well be a t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Their song right, so. might as well be a hat. You know what I'm saying? Because you really are a fan of them as a reality star. More so than a, a, a music artist, you know what I mean? You give a damn about, it. and that's how come they have to put out so much music. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, 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 they don't gotta put out an album for the next eleven years. I'm pretty sure you know she she spreads her albums out every ten years. Kind of feels like that, uh, but yeah, man. Like, and that's what like I've been trying to challenge with with throwing uh, throwing Astro friends. Um, yeah. That, Shout out to that. Yeah, that was that was a challenge to that that notion, that preconceived notion that musicians, uh, musicians and hip hop artists are all in one and the same. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we are just as much as collaborating. It, that's what we get so comfortable with. It's like hip hop artists. It's like, oh, I got a beat. It smacks. Let me rap over it. Crowd goes crazy. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that, realistically. And Astro and Friends wanted to bring the intimacy of knowing the artist that is being, you know, showcased at the time, but also giving them a live presentation to their craft right. and their art. And everything is free-handed, everything is live, everything is crowd, you know, participated with, and it, it's, it honestly brings the most genuine aspects to, to music. You stick to your ribs. <laughs> yeah, I mean. exactly. I- I want to say that when I went to the one, cause see, like I want to say, um, we did Rozo Fest, cause you and you and you and uh, Mia did that as well, mm-hmm. and that was the first time that you know, like, like I'm seeing this dude bring up like like a drum pad on stage, and the other's like, Wait, what's going on? It's like, you know, I'm like, okay, and but it's like, 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 so I know who who Kami is now. I think you like like we had one of our listening parties, and you introduced yourself to me there as well. And I was like, okay, bet. But it was like with the with the Astro and Friends when the one that's why I was at Brickyard because I remember recording some of it and posting on 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 Instagram. Um, and it was just like you know just seeing like what you're able to get out of like an artist like Greg Jackson and Max Dope. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like yo, this is this is like this is really this is him and his element. This is what he does. It's like right. you know all these, like I've heard stories like yo, all this beats is like he just like does it like you come in there and it's like boom right there and there he's making the beat right there and there like wow that's <laughs> it, that's impressive. And just to add to that, like it's an element that I feel like that you bring. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That di- wasn't that didn't exist already. You know what I'm saying? So now. By adding another ingredient into the to the mixture, it changes the you know what I mean the, the whole experience. It changes everything, and it changes kind of like as an artist what you can imagine is possible. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I might want to have somebody, you know what I'm saying? Play guitar or yeah, you know, I might. Now you just shifted the whole kind of you know what I mean uh, way people could 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 think of. Uh, putting on a show and I think that's what's most vital as far as the hip hop community in this town is because yo DJ play number four and I'm gonna lip sync to it is not gonna generate any audience. 
You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't because I mean that, that that's what you have open mics for. Nobody nobody goes to open mics to become a fan. Yo, can you say that again? <laughs> nobody go like nobody goes to open mics to become a fan. Like nobody does that. One more time, <laughs> for the people in the back. Nobody at open mic is going to be your fan. <laughs> Swallow mic, that, y'all. Open mics are please. for experimentation with your music, and you know, of course, you can have crowd participation. But honestly, it's showcasing what you can do practicing in a live setting and it's all for personal growth but don't rely on the part uh, on it to elevate your career mm. now what's going to elevate your career is taking your time out into evolving how you uh, what separates you from the next artist right and it, like i said that's what i was trying to do with the astronaut friend show and that's what i'm going to do for the future ones as well too it's just like keep challenging the, the ways that we perceive Experiments, music, hip hop, rap, and rock. Like yeah. those are those are the heading, you know, those are the head genres in Knoxville right now. So artists have to then take them to the mindset like, okay, what can I do next? Yeah. What I, I already did that song, or this this song is already out. This is already what I have released. But what can I do next? Yeah. And, um, and that's what I try to be as as far as in. With the, as a producer is uh, I, I see myself as nothing but a catalyst behind people mm. and that's why I see myself for my artists and the labels well too like Mia you know I, I'm here to help you understand where you are and where you're mm. for instance um, our, our artist uh, bottom line RK yeah uh, or RK bottom line I always, I always say that <laughs> 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 Rajiv I should say he's um, he started off a, a totally different hip hop artist, man. He, he sounded like Biggie and Tupac. Like he, wow. he was really into like that old school rap. Now you see him branching out into electronic music. He's branching out mm -hmm. like the new project that we got coming out pretty soon. He, he, he got some uh, like little house joints on there mm. or whatever. He, mm. he, we, we got some sample heavy stuff with live instrumentation. We're gonna have collaborated live instruments on it and so many different things. And the, because he was open into not only understanding him as a, himself as an artist then and right then, but where he's going to be later and yeah. where he is now. Totally different artist now. Like, okay, Rico, he was actually, uh, did a DJ set for him um, at the Asian Fest, uh, the Night Market. The K65 Night Market. Night Market. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And he would tell you, like, Jeeves sent it up. Like, he <laughs> sent it up. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's, it's because that's what we try to do with this label. That's what I try to do with myself is try to help artists adapt to the ever-changing market and listeners. And you know, okay. me working in engineering for so long made me understand that how essential it is to take into mind the listener yeah. live and record it. All right. So let's let's quickly talk about um forever recordings. Uh, first the name. How did the name come about? And, and why does it have that spelling with no vowels? <laughs> so uh, the the real the actual original name for Forever Recordings was Forever True Recordings. Okay. Uh, Forever True was actually the, the label or the music group I was in in Chicago with a, a couple of my homies and uh, of course my cousin as well too, which we saw each other as brothers as well. Um, we started off making music with each other, DJs, producers, uh, rappers, of course, singers. We had the whole squad. And, um, 
you know, over time, you know, we started off very young, and you know, we had some tenure people in there, but you know, we started off pretty young. Mm-hmm. No direction, just really excited to be out there and you know, putting our music out there. And you know, of course, people grow apart, and you know, career goals change. Yeah. Um, but there was a history put behind it. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind Forever True. Mm. We, you know, and I couldn't let go of that, you know. So this is kind of me paying homage to the people who, you know, invested into my career path and, you know, my my um, discovery, I should say, as well, too. My brother as well, too, all the work he's put into it as well. So mm. I brought it out here and make I uh, made a FRVR recording. It's kind of like mm, I got a piece of it, like you know, right, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. That's a piece of me, you know. It's uh, me it's and my family, and my, you know, my yeah. homies, like brainchild and everything. So I brought that up to you know help artists cultivate, keep their creative integrity, but also grow their their creativity as well. Right. And that's our whole goal is. Not only to, of course, as a music label, have some of the best artists on it, mm-hmm. on it and everything, and make sure that they have everything done as far as engineering, production, shows, and everything else in between, uh, photos, videos. But you know, to make sure that the artists appreciate it, right? That you know, because it's so easy. So and forever functions as an entire label. It functions as a label. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So of course, you uh, as we had previously before, Amira. She is our uh, label manager. She keeps everybody in check. She handles our booking, promotion, mm. uh, sets us up pretty much for success. You know, I'm here to handle all the admin work as far as, you know, like, say, for instance, recording. I do recording engineering, live engineering, production for everyone, artist coaching as well too, to prepare our artists for the opportunities that Mira sets them up for. Mm. And of course we have a background and network plug of DJs and yeah. uh, photographers, videographers and everything that help out their artists to, you know, brand their career as well. So that's the whole goal with that. Um, we're, we're, we're challenging the way how music labels are ran and started and maintained. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So, do you think there is there an artist in the city that you like to work with that you haven't worked with yet? I can't say. <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, you know, I, not to kind of dodge the question, but there is a lot of collaborations I, I don't want to necessarily speak on. Okay. That like I, I've been really excited to get locked down. I'm finally getting locked down, but like now, you know, yeah. Okay. Is <laughs> one of them K Rico? Okay, Rico. <laughs> If anybody knows, I'm on K Rico Heels all the time. Not only does he does amazing DJ sets, but dude, Facts. anything, anything. If you want to spit a 16, please come through. No. I'll, I'll record <laughs> your first 16. For that. Yeah, I'm waiting for, for it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, K Rico is definitely top of my list. Definitely. Okay. Top of my list. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, Rico, got anything you want to say over there still? Are you just been awfully quiet. We no. like, we missed you. <laughs> no. We want to make sure that you that you know. Yeah, I mean, you got any, like, upcoming, like, forever recording events coming up? Yeah, yeah. So, we're right now, solidifying all the plans on our Astro, uh, Astro and Friends Volume 2. Um, we're trying to keep up the pace. We're doing it every month. Uh, we just went this past month. It's just been a little crazy. It's been a span of really consistent shows um, back-to-back. So, we weren't able to do it and execute it last month. But this, this month that's coming up... Um, just got the details yesterday. We got a lot of artists locked down, vocal artists, uh, instrumentalists, and everything else in between. And um, 
the date is to be announced right now, but definitely if you follow us on uh, our Instagram, you definitely can stay posted on the up and coming shows. Cause not only do we have Astro and Friends coming out, but we have a couple other things in between and also some debut releases for the new artists that are part of the label as well too. So dope, dope. Oh. Yeah. Can we know at least one of the artists that are no? Can't know that. Yeah. No, that, that, that we gotta save that. We okay, <laughs> <All right. laughs> no problem, no problem. Just checking, yeah. just checking. Yeah, well, who are the artists that are already on there? Then let me ask. Can we ask that? Can we ask who artists are that are already on yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. So of course you have me a daydream. Um, RK Bottom Line. Uh, we also just got David Webb. I've already kind of you know hinted towards that as well. He's a dope vocalist, guitar player as well too. Very versatile within his music. Um, and uh, And yeah, uh, pretty much that's pretty yeah. much yeah. Right. Like I said, just, I just, you know, that's it. yeah. But yeah, like I said, um, what I heard from RK Bottom Line, like I, I like his style. I like I like what he's doing. Um, Mia, I think I think just from just from the, just from ice. I think from Iceland. When I heard Iceland, I was like, yo, she's nice. I remember just, like hearing her perform that somewhere live before before this whole album. And when this album dropped, it's like, wow, I didn't realize how diverse she was because we were we like we talked to her about. Samurai, and I'm like, 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 props to you for that beat as well. Cause, like, man, that, like, where did they, where did they find him as? Like, man, this is, this beat is freaking crazy. I'm here singing the song, and right. like, yo, it's like I said, um, me is a dope even, artist, though. Even the joint that you did with, um, Gray Jackson at, at, at Comedy Friends, the, the, those joint, that joint, and the joint with, um, Max Dope, where he was, you know, doing like his little pojo, was like, like I, like I said, you see a lot of the depth that comes with this with this young man right here, and 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 you and you got saluted. And it's like it could be just I don't, it could be just a Chicago thing. It's like yo, like I think about like the artists that are out there right now from 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 Chicago. It's like man, like my favorite artist, and I know I said it was Mick Mick Jenkins, but I was wrong. He's number two. My favorite artist from Chicago currently is Lucky X. Yes. I love Lucky X. I remember my friend, my my friend put him put me on the. He had a song called "Count on Me," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, this dude is nice." And so I'm sorry, Mick Jenkins. I still want you on the show <laughs> if you want to come on. But Lucky X is is number one oh, yeah. uh, artist from Chicago from from Chicago right now, currently. In downtown Chicago, there's a bunch of uh, colleges, universities like uh, the Art Institute, Columbia College, um, and Loyal University, and so many more in which some of them have shared dorm rooms like the UC. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that streamlines a lot of the promotion because you have all these kids who are into music and mm-hmm. art and fashion and photography and videography coming together in one little open mic. And those open mics used to get packed out, packed out then. And um, so with that said, um, a lot of the artists there you have to debut a lot of the music get mm-hmm. comfortable performing especially at the early age like a lot of the people who were performing weren't even in college yet like you know you had 16 17 year olds there you know uh, of course rapping singing or whatever art that they can debut at that time and with that said i with that being able to cultivate their art and get into performing at a very early age and also just having such a diverse culture and you know, pride for, you know, our music in Chicago. It, it allow us as musicians to really get comfortable into mm-hmm. the art that we create and make something really original because like I said, you know, there there is a story behind everybody's music or everybody's life and everything and and just so happened that a lot of these people in Chicago who are like I said, busting now, 
are able to express that, express yeah. their history, their background, and and their unique and original story. And now you have people like Smino. If, I don't know if y'all heard that. Yeah, Smino. Oh, oh Smino. my God, dude, his new stuff is crazy. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know, a, a bunch of other people like No Name as well too. Um, heard No Name, huh? Like, okay, basically what I did. I did a basically a, um. Um, like like on my Apple Music, I did like a playlist of just like Chicago current Chicago artists, mm-hmm. and it just like put me close with like people like Smee, like No Name, like uh, Gene, Gene, Jane Doe, and um, Mick Jenkins. Like like I heard um like I know about I heard Padded Locks that had Ghostface on it. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> so after I heard that song, I'm like, where have I? I must have been living under a rock because I never heard of Mick Jenkins before. Like that one song, Padded Locks, and it's like so I went back and listened to his other stuff, and it's like this dude is really good. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, sick, sick, dude. And there's so many good artists that are not even being heard just yet. Just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. so many, so many, so many of them are on the cusp of their breakthrough as well, too. Um, but yeah, Chicago music is where it's at. It, it really is. But that, that's not taken away from what's going on down here. Cause right, it, yeah. what's going down here is going to be something really original as well, too. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yo. Um, I want to once again want to thank you for coming on, man. Because this is really I'm happy because like we've been, um, after after Mia and um and Mira came on, it was like yo, like next thing is to do is to get comedy. We wish we would have gotten you on like 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 sooner, but it was like you know, things like we had we like we had things set up already. It was like okay, well I was like, we're gonna get comedy on soon. I just gotta just gotta get the time to like we gotta set this up. And it was like so you know when we messaged you and you said yeah definitely it's like yo this is great because he's been promoting us through forever recordings about what the episode oh. that featured his artist and the manager and it was like yo i remember i'm even talking with them rk bottom line and i was like yo give us some time we'll get you on because it's like yo i think he's dope because he actually came up to me yeah. i'm trying to be there be an incognito he's <laughs> like yo you're with dudes here it's like no yeah <laughs> he doesn't play around about his art man he does not he's passionate about it like I said, he's always looking for new opportunities. Um, I will say one of the m- most harding, hardest working artists in Knoxville right now is him. Uh, oh. mm. He takes it right. extremely serious, and I stand by that. Like, and if and his bars incredible. Yeah, yeah. it'll be it. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait for his episode. Man. Honestly, I'm more excited for his episode than my own. Honestly, <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, man, um, I, it, I, I really appreciate you guys having us as well too. Um, we have a lot of crazy things going on right now. A lot of projects coming out. Mia is going to have some new music coming as well too. Like I said, I have <laughs> yeah. a project with Rajiv coming out. That's going to be nuts. That, like honestly, I'm really going to be excited about that. I have projects for myself coming out as well. Mm. Um, okay. So you know, it, it's a lot of things in the works with Forever True, and it's going to be a lot of things that people have to look out for because not only, not only just on the release side, we're just going to have a lot of shows in which we're always trying to have participation from any artist even outside of our label to come out and show love to their city and show yeah. love to the people who are out here hustling trying to get seen and get heard as well too that so is much that, that we're trying to bring into community growth into the creative growth within the city as well and that's not just with music that's right with word. the visual arts as mm. well so word 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 so oh, on that note do you have any shouts you want to give 
Man, shout out to my mama first and foremost. <laughs> you got to shout out to my mama. Uh, shout out to my daughters, man. Mira Lasana. Y'all might not see this. Y'all might not understand what's going on, but in the future you will. Y'all be looking back like, ah, oh, it's my dad. Uh, shout out to everybody in Forever True Recordings. Amira, of course. Uh, Mia Daydream. Rajiv. RK Bottle Line, I should say. Um, and the other artists I can't name yet, and also David Webb. Shout out to you guys, of course, for having me as well. And oh, no shout doubt. out to Knoxville, man. Word. Like, honestly, this city has shown me nothing but love since I've been down here and allowed me to grow so much as an artist. Like, I, I'm consistently appreciative. I kind of struggle with the duality coming from one city I'm like always been super powerful for. Of course, I always got put on my city, but like, you know, uh, it's. Is kind of struggling with the duality of representing my city that I grew up in, but also representing this city where I'm trying to also claim for my own home yeah. as well too. So, yeah, it's it's been amazing, man. The journey out here has been great, and I'm really excited to see what's going on next. You know, and who I get to work with next, and anybody who I ask for collaborations, I will harass you into <laughs> <that> collaboration. <laughs> All right, surreal <laughs> shit. I'm about the work, so yeah. All right, Rico. Uh, yeah. Shout out to um, shout out to Fort Sanders Yacht Club. Uh, they're gonna have a yacht fest going on uh this weekend for the um Ooh. for Saturday. So uh, I'll be DJing um uh, some point that day. I'm I'm not too sure when, but um, and then uh, what else? Uh, shout out to uh Landon at Zima. Uh, we got a show coming up um in Chattanooga. Uh. I think I'm announcing this first. I'm breaking the news first. Maybe I shouldn't announce this, but anyways, cast out of the back. But um, but I got that coming up May 4th in Chattanooga at the spot. Um, artist to be announced. Flyer coming soon. But uh, got that coming up and uh, other things in the in the works. So yeah, shout out to those two. Yeah. All right, Sabi Wilson, what you got over there? Yo, shout out Cami Astro, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure having you on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Looking out, looking for what's what's coming next, man. Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of things. Um, so, like I said, I got Rajiv's project coming out. Um, I should expect that by, if not the end of this month, by the top of next month. Um, cool. Of course, my projects as well. I'm, I'm actually going to be working on a um, two-part EP slash visual series called okay. Months the Masses. I've announced this project like a moment ago, uh, a minute ago, I should say, <laughs> and um, I've been putting it off for some time to focus on to the artists that we have involved in the yeah. label now, but I'm really finally able to like really push this out and really get some of my production out there so people can see my capabilities as far as in my engineering and production and my versatility within all of that so um no, no. I'm, I'm really looking out for it and thank you guys once again for showing me no, so much no, love because man, man dog you walked up to me at one party man you just like yeah you're a legend i was just like shit <laughs> that, that's love like that, that i really <laughs> yeah. respect you guys like you guys show up for your art uh the community and the artists that's in it and you know a community and the artists could not survive without people like you guys showcasing thank them you. and you know, showing love to what's going on into their city. So. All right, that's what's up. Any more shots you want to give there? Nope, that's it. All right. Yo, no. um, okay, uh, my shout-outs go to one. My first shout-out goes to Kofi Kingston from WWE for winning the uh, heavyweight championship. 
Finally got yep. a brother r- 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 holding the belt now. That's what's up. Um, shout out to Bianca Belair for the amazing performance she put on. It was it's, it was WrestleMania weekend this past weekend when you watched the show. So um, so that yeah, NXT happened and Bianca Belair, who was also a local Knoxville, Knoxville native, uh, wrestled and she was in a four way match for the NXT Women's Title. She didn't win, but she pulled off a move that was that just showcased just strength. Like holy crap. So um yeah, if you had a chance to watch uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, make sure you watch that Fatal Four Way match. Um, yo, any other shots I want to give? Oh, and and I didn't do it last week, but I want to do it this week. My um no um we did a we started doing a shake my head. I got nothing. My shake my head. I got nothing. This week goes to Janties. So Janties. The what? Janties. Janties. It's, it's, it's They're jean panties. Yeah. Like what? Whoever, yeah, whoever made them don't know how vaginas work. Yeah, jean yeah. panties called jeans. Not feminine friendly. Janties. So she shake, I, like, like that. Uh, count, count, yeah, we said enough. Like uh, women underwear that are jeans. Like uh, there's no more to say. Denim drawers. Yeah, but like oh, they also yeah, seen and they're also high waisted too. So they look mad uncomfortable. <laughs> like. Yeah, I've seen these. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, the fashion picture. industry as well. Yeah, well, out. maybe maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just like put a quick picture of them up on uh, on uh, on this week's episode. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know, man. You, you might have an audience that's under eighteen, and it's just not pretty. Well, yeah, we can give a, we give a warning first. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a fact. You what, you the yeah, that's true. Kids that's under true. Eighteen, that these things are out. Man, don't know kids be worried worried about a warning. Who? How many times you saw like warning eighteen? But it's like. <laughs> Swipe left. Yo, man, I guess I guess with that with that being said, yo, I gotta shout out Deezus and Miracle. They're the ones that put me on the body. It's like, yo, I didn't know anything about GNTs until till today when I was watching Deezus and Miracle. I was like, GNTs, really? Like get the wow, this is this is this is crazy right here. But yeah, and um yo, and once again, shout out to you the fans, the people that watch the show, people that promote the show, like 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 cause without you we wouldn't be able to do this. No, I mean, yeah, we we could do it, but it's like you know the fact that I, the fact that we can look at our show and see like certain shows will get like fifty views, certain shows have a hundred views, some shows even have two hundred views. It's like, man, that's a lot of views, and the fact that you're taking time to watch it is like really great. So we'd like to give you a shout out. Remember, like, subscribe, and when you subscribe, you know you receive notifications, so you'll get a little ding or something on your phone or whatever it is, saying that yo a new episode is up. Same thing with um. In, no, what is it? Um, with the uh, iTunes, cause like um, I got a message from Wig saying it was good to see this up. It was like, oh, you get notifications of it? Like, wow, that's what's up. Thank you. So, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, share with your family. Um, if you hear things on it, just understand that we didn't mean to say that, like, like in that tense, but it was like it had to be said because it needed to be said. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of a uh, Dude and Sarator DNS. Um, so for Pete Yapel, Emily the Camera Lady, DJ K Rico, Wasabi Wilson, I am Jumbo Kitchen. This is Doers Hairs Podcast signing off. Yeah.